Web 2.0. Innovation. Trend. Collaboration. Software. Got the world turning as fast as it can? Hear how technology can help, legally speaking, with two of the top legal technology experts, authors, and lawyers, Dennis Kennedy and Tom Mile. Welcome to the Kennedy Mile Report here on the Legal Talk Network. And welcome to episode 35 of the Kennedy Mile Report, brought to you by our great sponsor, Clio, and its web-based suite of law practice management tools. I'm Dennis Kennedy in St. Louis. And I'm Tom Mile in Dallas. Hey, Tom, I'm just back from vacation, and I couldn't talk you last night into discussing Cedar Point roller coasters for this episode. In the last episode, we talked about improving personal productivity with Allison Shields. Want to tell them what's on tap for this episode? Sure, Dennis. In this edition of the Kennedy Mile Report, we're going to talk about podcasts, what we're doing here right now, how to subscribe to them, how to get the most out of them, um, you know, how to get the real value from uh, podcasts. In our second segment, we're going to give some recommendations on our personal favorite podcast. And as usual, we'll end with our parting shots, that one tip, website, or observation that you can start to use the second this podcast is over. But on to our main topic, which is podcasts. I have a quick poll for our listeners out there. Obviously, I'm not going to be able to collect the results, but here's the question. How do you get this podcast? How do you listen to it? Do you download it from the Legal Talk Network site? Do you listen to it within the browser on the website? Do you uh, make? Do you have it come to you as part of a subscription, either from iTunes or from other source? Dennis, you've talked to some of our listeners lately, and the answer to that question surprised you. What did they say? Well, not just listeners. I've been talking to a number of people about podcasts, and I kind of go back to what I found about blogging is that I always think that people get podcasts by subscribing them to them, you know, through an RSS feed or through iTunes. But I think it turns out that most people tend to just go out and find a podcast, listen to it, and maybe they'll go back to the site from time to time when they hear about another one, or they'll listen to uh, you know, uh, kind of sporadically to one podcast, maybe come back to it, or they don't listen to a lot of podcasts. And that surprised me a bit because because I think the real value in podcasting is when you do subscribe to them and have them come to you, and then you're able to make a, a choice about uh, what you listen to and, and how you listen to them. And And so I want to talk about that on this episode, because I think that a lot of what you read about podcasting and the sort of meta podcasting when people talk about podcasting is about how to do podcasts. And you don't really find out a lot about how people are actually using podcasts and, and listening to them. So that's the approach that, that I want to take today is to focus on how people can use podcasts to get more information and to do that more effectively. Um, Tom, what, what, did, what do you think about listening to podcasts how how do you incorporate that into what you do these days you know i and and in looking at our show notes for today we we talk about sort of the the beginning of podcasts and i remember when when they first started appearing on the internet we called them uh, tivo for radio the it was uh, a way to to record and time shift uh, your listening of radio programs or other programs that people were given and that's really how i use a podcast is i find topics of interest and i i i subscribe to them so that I can listen to them when I have time to listen to them. And I think that's one of the benefits of the RS, uh, the, the, the podcast uh, format. Uh, I, I, I think, though, that one of the reasons why people don't... Uh, 
don't do what I do and what you do in subscribing to podcasts where you say that people are kind of doing it one off and going to the site has to do a lot with uh, something that I've been talking about for a long time, and that's uh, that's RSS. I have been discussing on my blog and in my newsletter and in speeches for years about the benefits of RSS and the ability that that technology has to bring information to you uh, rather than you go out and find it. And 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 I've always been surprised that very few people that I know actually are using RSS. There are some, but I would say the majority are not using RSS. And and podcasts are built on the same technology that uh, RSS is. They they're built on an RSS feed. They bring it to you. And I think that there's some connection there that the that the. Uh, inability to use a subscription format somehow is related to use of RSS. Am I on the right track here or am I way off base? No, I, I think you're right. I mean, it is important to, to note that I, I always like to explain to people that I use podcasts in a really broad sense. So to me, it's sort of any any downloadable audio or even video information that I can play on an iPod or other, you know, MP3 player. But the the original podcast idea, and if you go back to, uh, you know, Adam Curry, Dave Weiner, the people who are associated with the, the early development of podcasts, um, looked at it as a way to send out audio, large audio files. And, and this was back, it was a few years ago, but we didn't have the types of, you know, fast bandwidth and universal bandwidth mm -hmm, we have now. But right. the idea was you subscribed to this uh, RSS feed and then during the night or sometime when you weren't really using your bandwidth, it could download this file through this RSS feed. So you'd be able to download these big audio files or video files and be able to look at them at, at your leisure. And so that was always an important concept of uh of podcasting, but I think now it's broader now because I think bandwidth has changed a lot of the dynamic there. So it's really, you can get audio files really quickly. Um, you don't have that, that same sort of technological need you had on, on band or the, the, the bandwidth issue that you had before, although you might have that say in the, in the wireless world or over a cell phone. Um, so there's that piece of it. And then I think that RSS, because RSS is a technology um, that's a little bit off-putting because it's kind of hard to understand how it works. And you just need to think of it in terms of a feed or a subscription where content comes to you. And so with podcasts, here's the way that content comes to you. And you might need an RSS reader or some other tool. That's a little bit off-putting to people. But what surprises me about people not subscribing to podcasts is, um, as you've always lectured me, Tom, is that iTunes is the classic way to get delivery of podcasts, and iTunes makes it pretty easy to subscribe to podcasts. So that aspect of people not subscribing to podcasts actually does surprise me, not using iTunes um, as the main vehicle to get podcasts. Well, I think there may be a couple of different reasons for that. I mean, uh, there are probably a number of people who aren't using iTunes to manage their music. Um, I, I, you know, I've heard from you that, uh, that you've had multiple issues running iTunes on your computer. I don't have the same issues, but I hear that other people have issues running iTunes on a Windows computer. Um, but I do agree. It is 
a little puzzling at how easy iTunes makes it to subscribe to podcasts um, that that more people aren't taking advantage of it because not only does does iTunes make it just dead simple to uh, to subscribe and continue to listen to podcasts and we'll get into how I do that and how we, we listen to podcasts in general in a few minutes but um, it makes it easy to find podcasts as well I mean I just went into the iTunes podcast store today to see what types of podcasts we we talk you and I talk a lot about legal podcasts and technology podcasts but it, literally there are and we talk about NPR that NPR was one of the first things that got us started on listening to podcasts because we could listen to those shows um, at, a, at a different time than when they were originally recorded. But if you look at the categories that iTunes has, they, they have podcasts in arts, in business, in comedy, education, government, health, uh, religion, science, sports, technology, of course, TV and film, um, news, obviously, music podcasts, all these categories and, and in all sorts of different uh, areas. I, I also took a quick look at what some of the top podcasts are and really you're getting all sorts of different podcasts they're not just recording uh msnbc shows or cnn or fox shows which they are you can get those but you're also getting podcasts from howstuffworks.com you're getting uh, freakonomics radio from the authors of of that book you can get podcasts on how to learn to speak just about any language that's out there there's the the harvard business review idea cast it's a terrific podcast that's in the that's top right one. now um uh, you know religious podcasts uh, a, a lot of technology podcast you know the 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 topics are literally limitless and you can find something to match your interests or needs just by going to the store so i'm i'm confused like you about why but more folks aren't aren't doing that do you visit the itunes store often or how do you consume podcasts generally dennis yeah i mean tom actually you've you convinced me that itunes is the way to go and because it does make it so easy and it's so easy to find things and so i what what i do a lot is uh is if there's say something like a new tv show that i'm watching i'm interested in it a lot of times people are doing podcasts on those and i can just go into the itunes store look for podcasts just do a search on the title of the show and i can find a podcast and sample it you know and say hey this is good or you know espn if there's a sports you know like during the world cup you could go on and find out whether espn had a specific soccer podcast and subscribe to that during the course of, of the of the World Cup. And so I think that um, as, I think it's kind of best to hide that notion of RSS, get a sense of subscription and feed. But I think the useful metaphor for podcasts is TiVo for radio. I mean, I, right. I think that time shifting element, because um, a lot of what I do is I'm able to to find things that I would listen to. I don't have time during the day. I mean, NPR is a great example. NPR, I think, has driven a lot of podcasting in a lot of great ways. Um, their emphasis on, you know, fantastic sound quality, production values, you know, high-level content, making their shows available almost immediately after their broadcast. It's really a model, and it's put a lot of pressure on on podcasters like us, you know, to, to have high production values and sound quality in in what we do. So I think that that so that time shifting notion I think is is really huge in in podcasts. But I think that the now the variety 
and then the many things that you can use podcasts to get information about. I mean, I, I used to listen to books on tape, and I've always been an audio learner on my commute. I'll, you know, I'll listen to all, all sorts of tapes back in those days, CDs. Now it's podcasts that I, that I listen to, and I can find podcasts on, on almost anything that I want and to allow me to keep up with current developments. Uh, you know, a lot of seminars now... Pod, provide podcasts of of uh, presentations. It's amazing out there. I mean, don't you think, Tom? It's sort of like the golden age of being able to to get information um, by audio for free. And maybe free is a big thing we need to stress about podcasting. You know, it's funny because there were some podcasts I remember a couple of years ago that uh, that tried a a pricing model, and I haven't seen them lately. So I'm I'm guessing that those those failed rather miserably. And I think that's the the benefit of podcasts is you can do- download them for free. You can get any kind you want for free, and and any time you want them. You know, I I think it's interesting when you talk about TiVo for radio and and the quality. I um I I won't listen to a podcast. Podcast. If we, if there's not the kinds of, I think NPR has spoiled me. If it's not the kind of audio quality that I'm used to getting from 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 those type of podcasts, it's uh, it's difficult for me to hold interest. I was listening. I, I have a, a very favorite podcast on eDiscovery that we'll we'll mention here in a few minutes. But I was listening to one episode where one of the guest speakers was not only talking on a cell phone, but was using the speakerphone of his cell phone, and uh, I, I could barely hear him. And it was just all I could do not to turn it off. And I've turned them off before just because of that. So I, I have to say I'm, I'm getting spoiled on how that is. But that really points, I think, to the high quality that uh, that people, uh, you know, are, are getting now by doing particular podcasts. Do we want to spend a little bit of time, Dennis, talking about uh, how we consume podcasts, how we do it with our technology? Because I think you and I both have kind of a different setup. Yeah, I, I think what I do is a little bit different than what you do, because I, I really uh, do go out and find individual audio files, you know, from uh, seminar conferences. And, and I'll mention a site called HuffDuffer.com, which is a, a great resource to help you find individual uh, podcast episodes and search them and find new things it's where you're not subscribing to a podcast, but you're finding something that somebody has identified as, as a good thing. So I will listen to a number of things that aren't probably a podcast subscription. So you know, it could be earnings results, you know, some earnings presentation for a, for a company or other things like that, um, that are all out there in this audio format. Um, but it's interesting, that, but I want to, I want to touch back again, Tom, on your thing about the professional of quality of, of these things. Cause I did write a blog post saying that for me, a uh, bad sound quality meant that I just moved on. Um, but I, so I, I consume podcasts in this way. I, it's all through my iPod. Uh, I go through iTunes. I put uh, individual podcasts, if I download them directly from the internet into iTunes. I also subscribe to podcasts through iTunes and I load them up on a daily basis on my, on my iPod. I've created a smart playlist that um, has recent additions, I call it. Uh, and it, 
has a playlist of everything I've downloaded into iTunes in the last two weeks. And then I work my way either using the shuffle or directly through that playlist. And that lets me listen to things, podcasts that might be interesting to me that come in. And I'm pretty aggressive in how I, how I edit my listening. So if something comes up and it's interesting to me, I'll play it. Um, I might listen to it for a while and then I'll just move on to the next one if I, if it's, if it's not useful to me or it's not holding my interest. So I really use my iPod to me almost as this radio, to use a radio metaphor again, as a radio where I have a huge amount of control over content and also it's incredibly portable for me. So I listen to my car. I listen to it when I work out. I listen to it when I'm, you know, in a waiting room. I listen to it in my office. Um, so that portability to have that those that audio programming where I want it is is really huge to me. And then Tom, as as I've talked about before, I'm a big advocate of using double the double speed function um, on my iPod to listen and go through podcasts more quickly. You know, we're really, I think, a lot closer in how we consume than I had originally thought because you've, you've, I think, upgraded uh, your method of listening to podcasts from you, from you taught the last me. time I mean, we you talked. Really yeah, you really had an influence on on my use of of iTunes in in listening to podcasts. Well, and that's and and we do essentially the same thing. I, I subscribe to my podcast generally through iTunes. If I find a podcast on a website and I'm interested in it, they will generally have a uh, a subscribe in iTunes button. They'll have probably a, a couple of different options, and it's just a one click setup so that you are automatically uh, set up in iTunes to receive all new versions of the podcast that come out. And and like you, I've created a smart playlist in iTunes. Mine's a little bit different. Mine mine does. Uh, show podcasts over a certain number of past days. I think it's about two weeks, like yours, um, and then they fall off if 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 I've haven't listened to them by then. But I I listen to them in order. I want to listen to the podcast in in chronological order so that I'm listening to so I don't wind up listening to the news for technology news one day that's uh, later than some technology news I listened to uh, to to uh, a couple of days before that. I also use HuffDuffer, but I use it in a different way that that you use it, Dennis, and that is I I bring in my feed in or or maybe you're using it the same way and you just didn't describe it this way. I I use the RSS feed from HuffDuffer. I, if I find a recording out there that I'm interested in listening to, I will uh, uh, take the location of that audio file and I can upload that into HuffDuffer. I just paste the, the URL for the location into HuffDuffer. It creates an RSS feed so that all of those random audio files are downloaded automatically also into iTunes. I think HuffDuffer is a great tool and we'll put a link to that on the, on the show notes. Um, you know, not everybody's going to use iTunes though. And so there are still, I would say, dozens of of what they call podcatchers, software that's capable of catching podcasts, get, getting the feeds and bringing them in and uh, then downloading them to your phone. And, and like you, Dennis, I, I, you're right. I, I tend to listen to all my podcasts uh, when I'm on the road, when I'm uh, exercising, when I'm cleaning the house, walking the dogs, working in the yard. Uh, I don't listen to podcasts that often sitting at my desk, although I will. But uh, I think it's designed to take with you when you go someplace else. But, but the podcatcher uh, page on Wikipedia has a fantastic comprehensive list of dozens of podcatchers for Windows, Mac, Linux, iPhone, even Android phones. Whatever you use, there'll be a suggestion there. We'll put that also in the show notes. And I, and I can't 
I cannot uh, recommend more and emphasize more your uh, idea to use double speed on on I, uh, iTunes and on the iPod because it just makes getting through the the podcasts. Uh, uh, so much easier because if I had to have a complaint about the podcast I listen to, they're just too darn long. Yeah, I mean that, that's the thing is that you. Uh, I like a diversity of podcasts, both subject area, you know, the type, the frequency they come out, uh, the length of them. You know, we have there's some technology, the Leo Laporte. Uh, this week in technology uh, and his family of podcasts tend to go an hour and a half, two hours. And so I rarely make it all the way through, but I don't, I don't think I would even bother to subscribe to them if I wasn't listening in double speed. But the fact that I can do that allows me to, to listen to a bit more of that and decide yep. what's interesting to me. I do a lot more skipping around. Um, I mean, I'll emphasize, I use the iPod for this, but I, uh, people should know, cause I, I think that, uh, Podcasting is a little bit misleading to people because you can listen to all these podcasts, you know, on your laptop, on your desktop using iTunes or, or another audio program. But I, I just think that it just works so well. The portability works so well uh, for you um, on these things. And it gives you that control. I mean, if you, if you listen to radio, you're listening in real time. Somebody else has control of the information on commercial radio. Oh, my God, you can listen to 10 minutes of commercials and and, and people talking, mm -hmm. you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, and and when you go podcast, I choose the content that I want. It comes to me. I can I can step out into diverse areas that you know I can listen to. I, I can you know if if I have clients, uh, if I'm a lawyer, I have clients who I, I could listen to the updates of their official podcasts. I can listen about their industry. You know, I found some new payments industry podcasts recently, and that's great for me to keep up on developments and. In my area, you know, from sports to TV, there's just a ton of things out there. And, and it just gives you a – if you're an audio learner, this is – like I said, this is the golden age. Well, I, I, I think we've given them a pretty decent primer on podcast listening. So uh, let's, let's go ahead and talk about some of our recommended podcasts. But before we do that, let's take a quick break with a few words from the Legal Talk Network and our great sponsor, Clio. Imagine how much easier managing your practice would be if your practice management software was web-based. Your practice would be available anywhere you have an internet connection, completely secure, backed up continuously, and most importantly, easy to use, allowing you to spend your valuable time building your practice instead of managing technology. Start simplifying your practice today with Clio. Sign up for our free, fully functional 30-day trial at www.goclio.com. Use promotional code KMR for a 25% discount. Engage your brain. Go to LegalTalkNetwork.com and listen to all the great legal podcasts. Interested in having a show on Legal Talk Network? We'd like to talk to you about building your firm's marketing strategy with legal podcasts. Give us a call at 781-551-9960. That's LegalTalkNetwork.com. And welcome back to the Kennedy Mall Report. I'm Tom Mile. And I'm Dennis Kennedy. And we thought it'd be a good idea to talk about the podcast we actually listen to and recommend as a way for people, listeners to get started. Tom, you want to start things out? 
Well, you know, I, I, I would have to say that the podcasts that occupy the most space in, in my uh, library are both technology and legal technology podcasts. And I'm not sure which, which I listen to more, probably more technology, but I'll start with legal technology because that's what we're doing here in this podcast. I think that all the programs uh, dealing with legal technology on the Legal Talk Network are fantastic. The ESI Report, Digital Detectives, Law Technology Now. Uh, it, it, they're all good podcasts. Every podcast on Legal Talk Network is great. I listen to those that tend to be more legal technology based. Um, I also listen to the Digital Edge podcast, our good friends, Jim Calloway and Sharon Nelson, uh, do that podcast. And then, as I was saying before, my very favorite e-discovery podcast is called ESI Bytes. Um, it's the, 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 Production qualities are not the best, but they have fantastic panelists and talk about great issues. Very good uh, podcast on e-discovery if you if you want to listen to that. Uh, from technology standpoint, I like to listen to the news. I just want to keep up on what's going on, and so I listen to CNET's Buzz Out Loud. I listen to a lot of the This Week in Tech, Leo Laporte's network, his Twit network podcast. So Tech News Today, This Week in Tech, This Week in Google, uh, lots of programs there. As we said, I listen to lots of NPR podcasts, news culture, politics. I love the PBS NewsHour reports because they're very succinct and to the point. Uh, TED Talks, I think you and I have talked about TED Talks before. The uh, the TED Talks that they make available by video podcast are just wonderful little nuggets of information from brilliant people who are asked to speak at the program. Uh, I have also, at your suggestion, gotten into some of the BBC podcasts. One of my favorites is In Our Time, where they talk about history. And I think it's, it's not always the most exciting, but it's very, very interesting. And then... Um, and then one of my favorite uh, guilty pleasures is pardon the interruption from ESPN. Uh, so that's a, a, a small list. I have a lot of podcasts and I didn't list them all. Uh, what about the podcasts you listen to, Dennis? Well, I, I think that I've, I've found over the years I've, I'm drifting away from the purely legal side and going more with sort of industry focus related to what I do and, and, yeah. and technology. I think that I think that um, actually, you know, to me, the premier legal uh, podcast is still Lawyer to Lawyer uh, with Bob Ambrogi and Craig Williams on the Legal Talk Network. And they've they've been doing it the longest. It's great. But I think it's actually the classic example of how to consume and listen to podcasts. Because, you know, many weeks, I mean, I've subscribed. So the new episodes come in and a lot of times they don't relate to areas of interest of mine or they might not have guests I'm interested in. But every now and then they do and, and they're there and I just grab them. I don't have to remember to go back to their page, which I would never get around to doing. It just comes there and I and I sort of triage it. And I go, is this something I want to listen to? It is or it isn't. And I'll either check the box in iTunes and it will go into my recently added folder to get on my listening list or it will just kind of kind of gradually roll off. So I do. I listen to some of the same things you do. I try to find more purely technical issues. I like uh, technology news. I like John C. Dvorak's Cranky Geeks is sort of the one I've settled on lately. Um, there's some great stuff, uh, a lot of NPR stuff. There's a Future Tense podcast. It's a five-minute thing with recent technology developments that's, that's quite good. So, I, again, I like a, a sampling of 
longer and shorter. I kind of always joke that it was your mention that uh, ESPN's pardon the interruption like changed <laughs> my whole approach to <laughs> to podcasting, which is weird because I I as I told you I I really have a hard time watching that show on television, paying attention to it, but I listen to it as a podcast in audio every day, and I really enjoy it. Um, so you can get some 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 different sense out of there. I love the BBC stuff. I think In Our Time is a, it's a quirky show, but it's great. They have a new one called a, a History of the World in a Hundred Objects, which I've recommended before. I think is great. The lately I've sort of become an Anglophile. I've listened to a lot of British podcasts for some reason, and and this sort of cycles through for me because I'll try new things and have things drop off over time. But the Financial Times has a columnist named Lucy Calloway who has a really funny, ironic take on a lot of you know sort of traditional business topics. I really enjoy that. But I encourage people to try a lot, to step out into new areas, maybe to go back to some of your old interests that you had in college and otherwise. And it's amazing the people out there, the interviews out there, the the thought leaders, the big people in the field that you can get in podcasts. Uh, but the NPR stuff is is really a great place to start. You know, and and our listeners don't don't tell if you don't like the the suggestions that we're giving, there are a lot of places to look at uh, to find podcasts of interest. Obviously, the NPR podcast directory, almost every program that uh, that NPR records for, from its affiliates uh, all the way up to its its main uh, corporation, they've they've got them listed in their directory. Uh, another great podcast directory is called Podcast Alley, and it's got the listings of a number of of interesting more independent podcasts. And then finally, just go visit the iTunes podcast directory. You have to download iTunes to get to it. But uh, I guarantee you, once you're in there, you'll find probably, you know, you'll, you'll easily find podcasts that you are uh, interested in and captivated by within just a few minutes. Yeah. And I would say, Tom, like the, on the iTunes podcast pages or that entry page, it will have a lot of the top downloads are the top, you know, top podcasts, top rated. I don't know how they, they were most popular, however they call it. And and you can see some things there where you go like, oh, this might be interesting to me. Or you can look, you know, look in different uh, topic areas and and try stuff, you know. And, and I to me, it's like blogs and RSS. I just, if I see something, if you have a blog post that's interesting, I typically will subscribe and then follow for a while and then this, make a decision whether I'll keep following. Same thing with podcasts. And, I, you know, I, I'll also second the thing with the TED Talks. Uh, those TED Talks, you can also grab them as audio downloads, too, which is which is uh, a, another thing. So it's not, you know, not using as much bandwidth to download the video. So just tons of great things out there. And like I said, just just pick something that's really interesting to you. So it could be sports. It could be a TV show. Um, it's amazing how many TV shows have somebody, some totally overcommitted fans to that TV show doing a podcast that just gives you great insights and kind of puts you into a community of, of the other people watching the same TV shows or, or even the same movies that you like. So now it's time for our parting shots at one tip website or observation. You can use the second this podcast ends. Tom, take it away. 
Uh, my parting shot this week is Caliber, C-A-L-I-B-R-E. It's a uh, new piece of software by uh, by a guy who has really taken the time to do something interesting. It's for people who want to manage their ebook collection on their computers. You may have a Kindle, you may have a Nook or a Sony e-reader or or the iPad. Uh, the, the fact is, is that there are a number of different e-reader formats and not all the books you find will be in the same format. And Caliber is a nice tool for aggregating all of your books, ebooks, and then it will convert from one format to another so that you can load it onto the e-reader of your choice. I find it uh, I've taken it out for a spin, and I think that it's a really interesting tool uh, if you want to manage your ebooks on your computer uh, a- a- that allows you to then go out and find ebooks of different formats, uh, either free or or for, for, for pay, that you can then convert to put on your ebook reader. A great new tool. Dennis. And I have a just a really simple, helpful tip uh, from our friend Adriana Linares, who guest hosted a few of our early podcasts. And if you're using Internet Explorer 8, which uh, a lot of people have already moved to or are in the process of moving to, one of the things that will throw you is that they've simplified the menus at the top of, top of your browser. And it looks like things are missing. So that traditional file... Uh, view those 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 typical menu choices that you're used to seeing across the top of a Windows program just aren't there, and and that can throw you a little bit. And there's these little icons that help you kind of work around it. But Adriana mentioned the other other day, and it was a great reminder, and I think a useful thing is that if you're in Internet Explorer eight and you just tap the Alt key, just the Alt key. Um, those traditional file edit view favorites tools help menu choices all appear. And, um, it's a great, it's just a great little helpful thing until you maybe learn the new interface, um, that will make IE8 a little less foreign to you when you, you jump in there. And it's just, it's a classic example of a, just a little tip that can, can help you use your computer in a less frustrating way. Yep. Sometimes the smallest tips are the most helpful. So that wraps it up for this edition of the Kennedy Mile Report. Links to the topics we discussed today, as well as how to follow us on our blogs or on Twitter, will be available on our show notes wiki, which is located at tkmreport.com. We're on Twitter at tkmreport. If you like what you hear, please subscribe to our podcast at the Legal Talk Network site or, as we said today, in iTunes. And if you have questions or suggestions for upcoming topics, please email us at tkmreport at gmail.com. So until the next podcast, I'm Tom Mile. And I'm Dennis Kennedy, and you've been listening to the Kennedy Mile Report on the Legal Talk Network, the premier online legal media network. Add this podcast to your podcast subscription list today. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, Legal Talk Network, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer. Thanks for listening to the Kennedy Mile Report. Check out Dennis and Tom's book, The Lawyer's Guide to Collaboration Tools and Technologies, Smart Ways to Work Together, from ABA Books or Amazon. And join us every other week for another edition of the Kennedy Mile Report, only on the Legal Talk Network. <laughs>